listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. the AfterBuzz studios in Los Angeles, California, this is AfterBuzz TV, Desperate Housewives edition. Tonight's host will be Roxy Stryer. Joining Roxy will be AfterBuzz co-hosts Jen Rillo and Phil Svitek. If you'd like to buzz in on tonight's show, you can buzz us at 347-855-8269. That's 347-855-8269. 8269. And now, picking up where the show leaves off, Roxy Stryer! Welcome to After Buzz TV for Desperate Housewives Season 7, Episode 3. I'm Roxy here with my fellow Desperate Housewives fans to break down everything from tonight's episodes. In our special segment, we'll discuss what the characters were like in college. Plus, we'll get you all your Desperate Housewives news and gossip and hear from other fans too. We also have Sarah Stratton with here tonight. And Jen, will you take us for a quick stroll down Mysterio Lane, please? Absolutely. So this week, we uh, saw Susan again strutting her stuff to make an extra buck. But this week, someone stole her routine. Oof. After the ladies dueled it out and had some uh, sexy fighting time, they seemed to be able to be friends. We also saw Crazy Beth again this week, and Beth seems to be playing both sides. She seems to be getting in with the ladies, but staying true to her husband, so we'll see where she goes with that. Lynette and Tom had an interesting week. Tom is still struggling with his man postpartum depression, and so he's prescribed medical marijuana. However, Lynette is sneaky and switches it out with oregano, and when Tom realizes it, he seems to come back to his senses, finally. Renee and Bree are still going at it. Renee and Bree team up to try and go manhunting, but then end up fighting over the very attractive Brian Austin Green. <laughs> <laughs> and Gabby and Carlos are still dealing with the child mix-up. Carlos is ready to put it all behind them, not take any legal action, but Gabby feels she has to find her biological daughter. And it sounds like her private investigator found her. So we'll see what happens. Great. Okay, so I'm going to go back to Susan and the Amazon woman, who uh, whose name <laughs> escapes all of us. I believe it's Sarah, but nobody nobody cares. Okay, well, well I prefer Amazon ladies. Are you okay with that? I'm okay right, with Amazon lady. Mm-hmm. You know what? I thought that was a little nice heart-to-heart they had there until the six years part. Oh, my gosh. That was depressing. Uh, so depressing. Susan must have just lost it at that moment, which is why she decided not to go out to that nice dinner. Yeah. Poor Susan. Poor Susan. She thought she would be out of this situation in six months, a year tops. Oh, I think even less than that. I yeah. was thinking she was going to be there a couple weeks. Yeah, right? In that dingy apartment. But now she's thinking six years. Oh, boy. <laughs> I know. I feel so bad for her. But you know what? She kills me. Every every bit she comes up with, the little vacuum things, I never thought that I would see her half naked I know. on the camera. I think she's just the most hysterical character. And the stealing of the scenes, is is that 
not illegal a thing for porn people to do? Well, <laughs> they're softcore porn, so maybe oh, there's I different mean, not, rules. Well, I wouldn't even call it necessarily porn. I mean, what do you call it? Striptease. Yeah. Striptease. Do you watch this kind hmm. of thing? Would you sit there and watch a girl vacuuming? Um, <laughs> yeah, who watches this? I find it hilarious on the show, but I don't think I would ever watch Va 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 Broom. <laughs> as a, you know, in private. People from overseas. Yeah. That overseas. is their audience. Right. But honestly, every time she thinks of something different, I think she's very creative. Yeah, and it seems like Terry Hatcher is having a good time with this, too. Like, at, Oh, yeah. I, feel I like you can... think she has that side of her. Like, uh-huh. Yeah. A couple, sh- like, seasons back, she did the whole strip tease on the strip pole. Yeah. Oh, she yeah. She strip classes. Oh, oh does she? That. Okay, yeah. Yeah, it's good to see a different side of her. We're seeing a couple different sides of people this episode, which yeah. is nice. Some people letting their hair down, which Lots we'll talk about later. Lots of sex coming out. I know. And also about Mike, I feel so bad for him. I know. Oh, if he knew. I'm just holding my breath for that moment. But, I know. Like, but it's, it's coming. Like, she seemed like last episode she was a little more worried about. Now, you know, with the money, she seems a little bit less um, guilty about it. But that's the problem. When you let your guard down, he's going to find out. Mm-hmm. He's totally going to find out. And I don't think that the money's worth it in the end. Because they've worked so hard to rebuild their relationship. But is she technically doing something wrong? In his eyes, yes, of course, he'll freak out. But what? How if do anything, think- then just tell him. You know. I think she should have been open and honest from the beginning, and oh, it would have no been fine. No way would he have let her do that, though. You think so? Probably not. But, you know, now she's in trouble, because now she's lied. And and it's very telling that he wouldn't have let her do that. Right. She knows she's doing something, or she thinks that she's doing something then, wrong. When you question about, like, how they got in this situation in the first place... It's his fault. Yeah, so true. doesn't she have some sort of leverage there? Like, That's she's very getting true. the money back. He got them in this position... Yeah, she's doing something that he might not approve of, but she's not doing anything Yeah, and she didn't wrong. approve of, of him driving them into bankruptcy, so that's a good point. That is, is this relationship breaking? Do we think that this has potential to tear it apart completely? No, mm. I don't think so. I mean, they've had such a back-and-forth thing, and I think okay. like the audience was so happy when they got back together yeah. finally. Because that's what they were, like, pushing for when they first, like... With little out. MJ. I know. Oh, MJ hasn't been around. Yeah, MJ... I wanted to see him this episode. I know, I did too. He hasn't, he hasn't been around very much. But, like, he just doesn't exist. I feel like he's going to walk in on her or something. Oh, that might be what happens. MJ might walk in. I hope yeah. him and his all friends get to walk in, you know? What, what little kid wouldn't want... Or, not what? That's <laughs> what? That's what kind a of little though. kid were you? Oh my god! Who wants to see their mom cooking? Not their mom. I'm saying, I'm saying his friends, but that's a totally different side point. Oh, his friends. Oh, okay. Oh, I don't know. I don't know whether it's MJ or Mike walking in. I'm just holding my breath, like you said, for this one. It's not going to be pretty pretty no. right here. Honestly, like even though I don't think she's doing something wrong. I don't know. It doesn't sit well with me that she's for other men doing the. I don't know. I wouldn't be happy if I was Mike, even though she is making money and she's doing it in a way that isn't completely wrong. She's right on the border there, you know? Yeah, I wouldn't feel comfortable. I mean, I just don't think it would fly in most relationships. Not at all. I'm kind of surprised that she could get away with something like that. Of course, it's television, but you know how many teachers are there, or parents are right. there, or fr- little teenage boys like Phil who used to go around <laughs> yeah. and, when he was a kid or something. Well, was quite a smirk on her space, teacher, by the way. She's so you know. <laughs> yeah, right. She's a teacher. That's right. The other that's thing. what I was. That would be. Oh my god! I mean, she'll lose her job. 
Oh, definitely. Because you know? a private school, too. Yeah. She teaches at a private school. And she teaches, like, kids. Like, wasn't she teaching MJ's class last it, year? All it takes is for one parent to find yep. out or one little, little well, the teenager. Good, I mean, uh, we were reminded uh, last week, uh, Gabriella's da- daughter got, went into the hospital, Juanita, and then and then uh, Susan went into the hospital, and she brought her the uh, sign or whatever the sign, from the class. Right, right. You know, so, so there's that connection where, you know, she's teaching... A daughter who's close to her in terms of her friends. So and right. the turnaround was so quick. You saw how appalled Susan was when it was first mentioned to her, and now we're just an episode later, and she's into it. She, and like you're saying, like she because well, the landlady makes it fun. I mean, but she does. She's awesome. You know what? I I think they're gonna get together the two women, and they're going to try to do a bit because she said they had so many hits. Yeah, I think so, too. And try to get out of there. We'll talk about that in predictions, but mm-hmm. that was um, my little thought process there. But moving on to the creepiest human being I've ever seen. <laughs> well, the couple. Beth and Paul. So creepy. I like Beth. Uh, what? I, what? Do. I I don't know. There's something about her I find so uh, interesting. Sarah, we need a little explanation here, please. Yeah, please explain to us why you like Beth. <laughs> I just feel like there's something there. Like, how she dresses is so, like, 50s housewife. And, like, the end when she was all, like, oh my happy God. about it. I feel like she has some motive in the background. Like, she's not completely crazy. There's something going on. Okay, I, I agree I with you. Like I don't her. think she's completely crazy because I think she's playing both sides. I think oh, that yeah, she's, very well, too, actually. Yeah, like, she's trying to get in with the women, but then that whole thing with Paul at the end about how I'm going to love you no matter what, I fell in love with you before you were a criminal. Like, yeah. she's obviously very manipulative, but I think she's crazy. You have to be crazy to contact somebody who's in jail for murder and say, I want to meet you, I want to date you. Well, did we believe the newspaper story? Do we think that's how it happened? I did not believe happened? it. I didn't believe it. I don't either. So? Um... I don't think I believed it, but what was interesting to see was that her, like, uh, she was only listed as a special guest, so I don't know if there is much of a story. It's weird what's going oh, on. Oh, that's that, true. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I, I don't know, though. There, I don't know if that's... Uh, I couldn't see her the leaving the show that quickly unless something... He might kill her. Oh, that's a very good point. That's good, but I, I don't know. She There's something about her where I can't tell if she's stupid or... Or really smart. And playing I mean? stupid. Like, exactly. Yeah, I think like she's I... really smart. That's that's what I think. I don't think you can just... I think she had a plan. It got ruined by him inviting her to like live with him. Right, she even said that last episode. Yeah. That she didn't ever expect him to get out of jail, and that was her plan. So we think it's a money thing. I thought maybe tonight watching it that um, she was hired. What if she's... Oh! You know, what if she's been planted by the FBI or something to watch him? And, and that's why she's doing all this background Yeah, work. and that's why she won't sleep with him. Right. Oh, see, but it's really confusing. What my mom thinks, which is actually a really good point, <laughs> is that she's a man. My mom... Well, hey. <laughs> like, you never but know. honest to God, and she started making me believe it. Now when I watch, she does have some very masculine qualities about her. Like, she... I, I don't really know. Kind of her posture is a little more slouched, and she's a little... Not doesn't quite fit in with the women, and maybe that's just because she's not from there. But like, I, I don't know what her deal was with last episode with the goldfish and the wandering. Very strange. She, there's just something really, really off about her. And like you're saying, I think it's more that she's really smart and playing people. But it's getting confusing because all the women on the street are trying to figure out what her deal is. He, um, Paul's trying to figure out what all the women deal is, and she is playing both sides. Right. So that's why the FBI thing would make a lot of sense there. It'd be interesting. 
and that would make her a really dynamic character, but we'll see if it turns into that. Because why would they just let him go? They've got to know something's fishy behind this two fingers in the car story and getting the and killing somebody maybe and never being able to figure out who was the murder. And then the fact that he went back to visit uh, what's her name, the woman who with missing the fingers. Right. Um, he went back to visit sister, her in yeah. jail. Like, wouldn't that cause some red flags for the prison if they saw the person? Yeah. That you had framed for murder come to visit you in jail. But that being said, you know what he. She was going to visit him before he got out of jail. So how could Beth how could the there. FBI have possibly known or anybody have known that he was going to be able to get out? You know, do you think? Very true. Or maybe they didn't know and they just wanted to make sure maybe that he, they were. Maybe they thought she could get something out of him. Yeah, I don't know. It's just a very weird situation, but I like it because. It's different, you know? Yeah, it's different. A lot of these shows are, are doing a lot of the same things, same love lines, same breakups and devastating accidents, and this is a weird storyline. Yeah, I'm into it. I'm fascinated by her and Paul, and we'll see what happens. So, for another storyline that's getting a little tricky, it's Lynette, <laughs> Lynette and Tom. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, with the oregano this episode. <laughs> I feel... Tom is just... I, I feel so, like puppy dog feeling around him you know I, I don't know it's something like you're so sad for him and you want him to be happy and I didn't want her to trick him like that I didn't but he's almost so lame I mean you I know. know I know his wife she makes she cooks him dinner then she basically throws herself to have sex with him and he doesn't take it like what is what guy wouldn't that's just being lame I get what you're saying but you know what she never, ever respects his opinion. It's true. Ever. She's mean to him. She is. They always. remind me a little bit of John and Kate. John and Kate plus Yeah, eight. okay. You know, like, she kind of treats him. Walks all over she him. She kind of walks all over him. But then she kind of redeemed herself, too, in this episode. Like, you know, he was like, you embarrassed me or whatever. And she said, that was not my intention. I'm sorry I tricked you, but it did work. Yeah, but she always does that. She's always does She's good with it. her words. Mm -hmm. And she'll do something. He'll get mad. She'll apologize. And he's over it. Yeah. He's moving on. But remember, there was an episode last season where he said, somebody, I can't remember who, somebody was like, oh, you know, you let Lynette walk all over you. And I remember he said, he was like, Lynette needs to control everything. Right. And I'm the one yeah. thing that she can control, and so I let her have that. Right. You know, that's how their their dynamic is. That's I love that. Work. I love that because it finally gave us a little bit of an explanation of why they're in a relationship because sometimes I kind of lose sight of how they could possibly be together. Right. They seem very different from one another. You know, a lot of the other couples have a lot more in common or uh, are similar personalities. I don't know. These two are very different. So I, I remember that episode really well. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's true. And a lot of times you see the reverse where the man is walking all over the woman. And it's nice to see a stronger woman on television, but it, it's almost painting a bad image because I think everybody looks at her as kind of the bitch. Yeah. Yeah. I think maybe that they need to work on softening her a little bit. And maybe this would be a good opportunity with him feeling so depressed. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's like when she was, um, I feel like they wanted to do that a lot when um, when she got ill a few seasons ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was. And ne then I thought something really bad was going to happen with, with uh, Tom. I thought that he was going to have something really wrong. Yeah, I did too this season. I mean, when he sat her down, I right. thought he has cancer or Yeah, something, something really bad. Like, I thought he had like a month to live by the look yeah. in his eyes. And thank yeah. God that wasn't the direction Absolutely. they went with on that show because... Uh, 
the couple is strong now and it's like you don't want to just tear them back down over and over and over again but it was re- really cute to see them at the end with the baby and I guess if it worked so is the ends justified by the means you know in the situation is it I think okay that's that how their relationship him? works yep she does something to control him but she's thing is yeah she's a bitch but she's normally right like yeah okay like what so would have happened make- if she didn't like Maybe she shouldn't have done it. I don't think... She, she wasn't doing it to hurt him. She was doing it because she was just randomly angry. I like, know. if he had said something right then, I'm sure she would have, like... Like, they might have thought about it, but he would have just gotten weed. And, and by the way, didn't I turn to you and say, I know exactly what's going to happen when um, he went up to Carlos and I could see that situation from a mile away, which often on the show, I can tell what's going to happen next, and it happens, and I'm so happy about yeah, it. Yeah, me know? too. Like, sometimes it's predictable, but it's okay. That's what, exactly what, yeah. I, what I was thinking during the show. I was like, I knew that, and I'm so happy that they didn't they didn't make me think this and then throw it completely out of the direction. You know what I mean? It's like, I, I like that. I like that I knew it was going to happen, and then you get, like, the little victory Yeah, afterwards. absolutely. That was good for me. For sure. Okay, for Renee and Brie. Oh, boy. All right. I think that Renee is the most awesome addition to this show. Absolutely. I totally agree. Breath of fresh air. Really badass. I like her a lot, and I don't want to like her, but I really do. I kind of almost wanted her to beat Brie in this episode. Not not beat her up. <laughs> beat her with the guy, the contractor. Oh, I wanted Brie to win. I mean, she just turned herself around. like, And she well, turned that dress around. Yeah. yeah. That, she was sexy there. She looked so hot. And that's mm-hmm. why I like Vanessa Williams' character, Renee, because she's bringing out the sexy in these women. Like, yeah. I hope she brings it out in Lynette next. Like, she's just going to go door to door and bring it out in these ladies. But, boy's perspective here. What, what do we usually think about the way Brie carries herself, like, and compared to tonight? You know, usually not so sexy and... Um, I mean, there's a certain amount of attraction. You know, it's it's sort of the librarian effect where right. where this is this a uh, beautiful girl subdued and then eventually you know you're you're dying for her to burst out of her shell and uh we got that tonight mm-hmm. um and I think we'll see that but I do I think I liked Vanessa Vanessa Williams's character more because she's just so witty and quick on the draw she always knew what Brie was going after she was she's always very honest I feel like about everything that she says whereas Brie is there's a lot of sub subtext to what she says Yeah you say that though but we saw a little bit at the end of last episode that Renee and Tom clearly have this secret, and I don't think that uh, Renee's as honest as we think she is. I think she's got a lot to hide right now. Yeah, I think that she's running from her past, and she can, you know, drop into Wisteria Lane, this dream world in the suburbs, but she doesn't belong. I mean, she went oh, to that club, not. and she was like, it's dead in here. You know, and Bree's like, oh my gosh, this is a happening place. How just, awkward was Bree in that club? I know. Oh, so I felt so uncomfortable. Awkward. So awkward. With her shawl in the bathroom. Oh Classic. my god. Oh, <laughs> terrible. But I, I think that Renee's gonna really make the show turn in a direction that we needed. I don't like I don't like that Edie's gone. I miss her. Yeah, I miss Edie, bit, too. But I think Renee and Edie have similar qualities. But, you know, I think that the, the whole past with um, with Tom and Renee and now Renee with this boy, Lynette described her as a homewrecker. She did, yep. And 
they've known each other for a really long time. And they're good. But she friends. likes to build. She likes to. Uh, she likes to tear down everything, and then uh, destruction brings creation. Apparently, because that oh, yeah. she also said that. Yeah, that's true. But I, I don't know. I can't. I can't quite see where they're gonna go with her character, and if she's gonna turn out to be completely evil. Or there's kind of going to be a little breakdown there, you know? Yeah, because she's kind of just going door to door and messing up people's relationships. I mean, things were going Literally, great from with, door to door, knocking yeah. on people's doors. You know, is she going to go over... Is she going to be the new sexy cleaning lady? I mean, yeah. she's just going everywhere. So who, who do we think Keith is going to end up with? One of them? Neither of them? Ooh, Sarah's making a face here. I'm thinking neither. I think neither. I think it's going to, you know, I think they're going to lead us on, but I don't think he's going to choose either one. He is cute. Yeah, so cute. Damn. Well, just to bring it back to, um, you know, what we were talking about. (laughs) You don't want to talk about Keith? Uh, No, I don't want to talk about (laughs) Keith. You sure? But, um, you know, you guys mentioned that she might be going door to door. Don't you think now that she's finally sort of like she's picked her target, you know, she almost she comes in with the first episode, kind of sets her sights. Obviously, Net is a person that she knows. But now, um, you know, she doesn't want to go there. But now she has her sights set on against Bree. Yeah, I see a major war now. I mean, I think she's going to have little missions here and there. But I can't see them getting along at any point for as long as either of them are on the show. I think you're right. She set her sights. She means war. How do you think that's going to affect the whole street? Like all the women. Do you think they'll pull them all in? Because does Lynette have to choose sides? That's what I was thinking before. It's not difficult for anybody else to choose sides. Right. Obviously. For everybody else, they're just on Bree's side. But Lynette will be in a really hard position. But Lynette doesn't know what we know. Well, what do we know? That Renee and Tom had a fling. Yeah, is that what it was? You know, I, I couldn't tell. There's something. Yeah, the, well, the wording was she can never know. She can never about know what happened us, between us. Between, yeah. What happened between us. I kind of thought maybe like an abortion or something crazy took place there. Maybe. One night, you know, like a one-night thing that led to something horrible. Because I didn't... I don't think they were in a full-on relationship. No. Uh Uh-uh. Tom doesn't strike me as that kind of guy. See, I thought maybe, like, Tom spent the night at their, you know, house one night and ended up in the wrong bed by accident, (laughs) you know? And they never told Lynette. Yeah. A case of sex omnia, perhaps? Perhaps a case of sex omnia. <laughs> Picked it up from Gabby? Yeah. <laughs> contagious. Very contagious. Well, unfortunately, speaking of Gabby, oof, with the children, I I don't even know what I would do if I was in her situation, but all I know is that I don't think Carlos is being completely fair to her. I don't either. It, it's not fair. How could he have blamed that on her? To say that they're done if this doesn't go right? Oh my God, that is such a burden. And I obviously don't know how this one's going to play out, but hopefully, hopefully this family doesn't try to come take Juanita. Yeah, and I thought that scene when Gabby was shopping and the red dress was such a beautiful scene, and that little girl came up to her, and it's not so much she wants to have a relationship with this, you know, biological daughter, that she has to know the answers, and she deserves that. And the girls, the little girls deserve it. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, if I'm going to be a little bit critical of the show, I think okay. what um, with this episode, I didn't get that struggle as much out of her because she had such a weak, and not a weak storyline, but in terms of uh, time spent with her, there wasn't as much. And I felt, you know, it being such a big decision, especially like you guys are talking about it now, I didn't feel that just watching the episode. Oh, you did? I wanted to, but I didn't quite see, feel it. See, I know what you're saying, but maybe it's just being a girl because I, I, all I could do is 
and I'm young, just kept imagining what I would do, even either as the kid or as the mom. Yeah. Like, do you know those kids that are adopted and don't find out they're adopted till later and it kind of messes with their entire life? Yeah. And you always kind of wonder, was I one of those kids? Like, I don't know. It was just like the whole time I was thinking about that or if I had a kid and it wasn't my kid for, what is she, eight? Yeah, she's eight. Yeah, she's eight. Eight years is a really long time. Yeah. To not know who your actual daughter is. Yeah. And then to have everything completely swapped on you. I don't know if they'll ever, if Juanita will ever find out, but, or how they could even hide it from her. But if this family comes for Juanita, it would be horrible. And also, do you remember the struggles that Gabby had to love Juanita? I mean, not to love her. She always loved her, but... But to to motherhood. Yeah, to mother. Gabby was the anti-mom. Yeah. She was the woman who couldn't spend money on anybody herself, who never cared about anybody the way she cared about herself. And when she had to uh, homeschool Gabby, uh, I mean, when she had to homeschool Juanita, and there were a couple other decisions she had to make when she had to clean the house. Right. I just think that they have come so far in a relationship together and, and and done so many things that moms and daughters haven't even done by the age of 40, let alone eight. It's like... They're such. They have such a strong bond that I hope that nobody. I really hope that's not the direction they're going with the show. I really love them together. Do and, you guys think Carlos is concerned about the money? That the family might want money from them because Carlos and Gabby are a wealthy couple. Can you get money for that though? They might try to shut them up. You to know, to shut them up or to say you can't meet your daughter until you give us X amount of money or whatever. That's I, a good point. I, I, I don't. I mean, I, once it's in the open, I don't think you can. Uh, do sort of legally do that but it's you know? tv i guess so and what do you mean you can't legally do this legally none of this can happen you know like i'm not, I'm not just talking about on tv i mean if if carlos and juanita came um and they met the parents and they met the parents of whoever Juanita's actual parents are and the parents said we want juanita back i think absolutely carlos and gabby would say how much do you want for her because we're keeping her right you know and no that's not that's not legal, but none of this is legal, and it, it doesn't have to go through lawyers or anything. I think that's actually probably what's going to happen there. I think that's exactly what's going to happen is that these parents are going to come and be horrible, like Carlos said. But yeah. if they're horrible, won't they want their biological daughter back, too? Like, if these are horrible, horrible people, do you think Gabby's just going to sit there and stand for them to be raising her biological daughter? Yeah, but then, like, do they just take her in? They can't just take her. You can't take both you kids. Can't, you can't I, take both. You can, I mean, it's like a kid swap. Yeah, but then they don't want, you know, I can see them being like, oh, yeah, we want our biological daughter to come live with us, but you also can't have Juanita. Right. You know, and you can't do that. That just wouldn't work. So, I, I so think they're I'm, in a really bad situation. Definitely. I think eventually we're going to meet the biological daughter. Do, do we agree on that one? We're going to meet her. I think so. Mm-hmm. Okay, Great. so do we think she's going to be beautiful and awesome? I think she's well, going to be beautiful. Let, let's hold off for that on the predictions. Oh, okay. Uh, no, but uh, well, all I'm trying to say there is that I think that there's going to be a struggle because I don't think Gabby's going to be able to let go. Yeah, it's a heavy topic for sure. Absolutely. I mean, I, I really, I think that it's really going to be hard for her, and I, I don't even know about Carlos. He's so one mind. He he can't even see anybody else's side a lot of times, and. I don't know. It's not going to be good for the relationship. But on a lighter note, 
Carlos is looking so good. I know. With I his thought that face. too. And he lost a lot of weight. It has nothing to do with this. I was just noticing throughout the episode that he seemed to be looking really good. I well, noticed that also. I like the Harry Carlos. <laughs> Sarah, into the Harry man. Into the Harry Carlos. I like the Harry Carlos. Well, if we're going to go on a lighter subject, let's talk about what these characters must have been like in college and in their younger lives. Absolutely. So we had Tom mention in this episode that he wasn't a loser in college. What did he say about the boy? Dungeons and Dragons. Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah, he said that he signed an abstinence uh, agreement from his Dungeons and Dra- Dungeons and Dragons club, which is hysterical. Absolutely hysterical. I think coolest character. Mm, who do you guys think coolest character in high school or in college? Sorry. I think Gabby for sure. Did, Gabby was a model though. Did she go to college? She probably didn't go to college, but when she was college, but at that, age, yeah, at that yeah. age, eighteen, twenty-two. Gabby, I think Gabby She's for the- sure. Maybe looked cool, but didn't really have any friends. Right? Yeah, she was. As we, did she meet Carlos in college? She met him when he was when she was modeling, but I think when she was a little older. Okay, because Carlos, I can't imagine him being very cool in college. No, he was probably very focused, very focused. And but Lynette didn't. um, Renee say that Lynette was so awesome in college. Yeah, I could see her totally cutting loose and being like crazy drunk person yeah. <laughs> running around. I mean, alright, so we have two, so uh, Roxy and Sarah, you guys are sorority girls. What was right. sorority life like for Vanessa Williams' character and uh, Lynette? Okay. Deep breath. <laughs> a lot of dancing, a lot of singing, and a lot of cattiness. It's a lot of girls. Yeah. You know, it wasn't meant to be that 220 girls are all in one house at one time. Yeah, that's insanity. The, the world's not supposed to be like that, um, which is why I choose not to live in. But somebody who does live in our sorority house is this beautiful girl next to me. What is it like to live in a sorority house? Do we think that they survived it well? Were there arguments? Well, let's see. With living in a house of 64 girls with... <sighs> Three other girl roommates in my room. This is side about, I don't know, about the size of a closet. Um, It's a lot of everyone's in each other's business. Like, you can hear through the walls. So, I believe they knew everything about each other. Absolutely. That's how, maybe this is how Renee got her whole home-wrecking status, is because... She was involved in everyone's life in college. She yeah, never girl. broke away from that. She was the girl in college who slept with everyone's boyfriend. Yep, absolutely. She, but she wasn't the closet whore. She was just... <laughs> she, like she said in the bar, she was like, if I don't see the girlfriend, she doesn't exist. Yep, exactly. That's just how she is. What about Brie? <laughs> Brie lived in the library. <laughs> yeah. Or in the kitchen. Or maybe she was wild. I was thinking that kind of. What if that's why she's so Pretty uptight now? And oh, you think she was classy? Yeah, I think it's in her foundation. Like since she was a child, I think she was the child who played with teacups and yeah, <laughs> straight through. Never got into trouble. Susan like didn't like dirt on her shoes. Right. Full right. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Germaphobe, clean freak. Yeah. For the sure. dolls thought they were real people. Susan and Mike, I think homecoming queen and king absolutely. in high school, then in college. Most popular. He played football. She was a cheerleader. I don't see her as cheerleader. I see her as like more. I don't know why more relaxed. Cool. Maybe that's just yeah. Like me, I see but... them being kind of like the locals at the college bar. Like you know, having okay. a good time. But they were always together. Sipping on a beer. Yeah, doing karaoke. 
just having a good time together. Okay, I could definitely see that. I, I think that's everyone we just covered from losers to cool people. Yeah, so it doesn't sound like they all would have been very good friends in college. Absolutely not, but that's how it works, that's you know? That's how it works, yeah. As you grow up, you, you care about different things, and I guess they're just all friends because they live close together. That's how it goes, Which though. It's kind of a really strange thing. Yeah. I mean, we're only friends because we, t- <laughs> we do a radio show together, right, guys? That's said we for were sure. friends. Jeez, <laughs> absolutely not. Well, why don't we uh, then get to our news and gossip? Hollywood Life made a statement on their site that said, Desperate Housewives is only great when everyone is involved in the same storyline, and now, thanks to Vanessa Williams, we're getting there. Well, it's true. Thanks to Williams, ratings continue to continue to rise from week to week, coming in at 8.2 million last week. I think we just talked about that, that she's a great addition to the show, really makes it more enjoyable to watch, and yeah, I think when they're all together, everything's a lot better. I think it's a cycle, though, you know? They have to be separate to come together. Yeah, that's true. Absolutely. The 2010 European Music Awards will be hosted by Ava Longoria Parker. So Mm. far, the list of performers for the event includes Shakira, DJ Polly D from Jersey Shore, oh boy, Katy Perry, Linkin Park, Kesha, Kings of Leon, and Kid Rock. Sounds like Longoria will have a blast. I was just thinking about that this episode, how awesome I think she is. Yeah, I think that this this whole, um, you know, new stuff with her characters really bring out a great side of her. And she looks like she's 20 years old. Right? She she's is just so beautiful. She'll do awesome on that, I gorgeous. think. Gorgeous. Well, speaking of her again, Ava Longoria Parker reportedly fell asleep during a dinner date with her husband, oh. Tony Parker. She was so exhausted at the Pizzeria Moza in Los Angeles that she couldn't keep her eyes open long enough for her food to be served, and she laid her head on the table as she waited to get served. Reports contactmusic.com. When their meals arrived, Tony didn't wake his napping bride, but quickly wolfed down his dinner solo and had hers packed to go. Then he gently woke his sleeping beauty, whose eyes were still half-masked, and gallantly guided her out to the car. What a great guy. Yeah, How sweet! Nice and he's so big, and she's so little, I just picture him carrying I her know. out to the car. So I hope cute. my hubby does that. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Ava Longoria Parker recently told contactmusic.com that she landed the role of Gabby because of her selfish approach when reading the script. <laughs> At her audition, Parker proudly told Mark Cherry that she had only read her parts that she had only read the parts her character were in. He knew from that comment alone that she was perfect for the role. <laughs> so is she like this in real life a little bit? I think so. <laughs> Don't ask Brian Austin Green for a photograph while he's eating his dinner. Last weekend a fan approached Green and his wife Megan Fox while they were having a quiet dinner at Gayu Kaku, Japanese barbecue in West Hollywood. Green told the fan that he no longer allows photos because they will just end up on Facebook. He then informed the fan that his wife would not appear in any pics either. Well, if you have a, if you have a wife like Megan Fox, then I can see why. <laughs> no, oh, I hate that. You know what? It's not nice to be rude to people. I would understand if it was a paparazzi, but the fact that it's a fan. But yeah. I actually saw this happen in a restaurant. I was in, obviously not with um, Brian Austin Green, but with... Who was I with? Oh, goodness. It was on my birthday, and he's a very famous musician. That said, anyway, so what but happened? Like, complete, he completely dissed a girl who like came up and like was like, I love your music. You're amazing. That's horrible. That's and upsetting. he just missed her. Like, out of the room. And we were all just sitting there like, how could he do that? Like, the girl looked like she was going to cry. It was horrible. Oh, that's awful. Going to remember in, like, two seconds what it was. (laughs) Well, let us know when you do. Up until this season, 15-year-old Josh Moore played Lynette's good son on the show, Parker Scavo. That was by order of Felicity Huffman. 
Moore said, the script called for me to roll my eyes in a scene and she was like, whoa, what was that little eye roll right there? Then she turned around to the writers and was like, he can't do that. Lynette already has the twins against her. We have to have at least one good kid here. Thus, Parker became the mama's boy. However, in the coming episodes, look for that to change. Moore says of his character, he's breaking out of his shell a bit. He is progressing as a rebellious teenager. Spoiler alert. Yeah. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> we actually know the twins. They're in a fraternity at our school, and they're really nice guys. I actually know them, too. We'll have to talk about that later. Oh. <laughs> and I remembered who wasn't so nice. John Mayer. Oh, <laughs> That's I was oh no. His body is not a wonderland. <laughs> Emily Burgle has admitted that she was nervous to join the show after hearing rumors about onset arguments. Despite the so-called rumors, Burgle joined the show as Beth Young, wife of Paul Young. After the first episode, the actress said, I have to say that I'm bewildered because they're completely unwarranted. I mean, unwarranted. I mean, Mark Moses and every single one of the Desperate Housewives, including Vanessa Williams, has been so kind and welcoming to me. Mm, I, I don't know. I don't know if I believe that. Why would she say that there was an argument? You know. That's true. Although I would expect them to be welcoming and warm, and they've all been in that place too, where they were new and. Yeah, but it's not like she's the new person in the neighborhood. She's now the new person on the TV show. You Absolutely, know? could steal their well, spot. Yeah. With that comment, it almost seems like she. And with that, she kind of sounds like Beth Young to me. You know, where she said. Uh, it, I mean, the quote is literally, I, I'm, uh, it's unwarranted, it's unwarranted. The fact yeah. that you have to say it twice. Absolutely. Yeah. Maybe little... she's playing both sides in real life, too. Oof. ABC is putting the pressure on for Halloween. It posted photos from the show that will air on October 31st, and the wardrobe department has worked its magic. Williams will be Marilyn Monroe, and Kevin Rom, who plays Lee, will also be Monroe. Marsha Cross will wear a cheerleader outfit, and Felicity Huffman will be a 1920s flapper girl. No sign of Ava Longoria's costume from ABC. Surprise? Maybe. I'm so excited for this episode. Yeah, that sounds I can't great. Wait. I can't wait. We were just talking about what we were going to wear for Halloween on our way over here. I don't know. Yeah, the party we're going to is a villain's theme. Uh-oh. Ooh. Maybe I could be Renee. Creative. Yeah. <laughs> Catherine Justin, who plays Karen McCluskey, has called for Mad Men bosses to either cut down the smoking or stick a disclaimer in the credits of the show. She says they should at least have a disclaimer at the front of the show saying smoking is relevant to the time and place and it's not recommended because it causes cancer. You know, I think that's using, like, your fame for, like, good. You know? I do, too. I like people, like, stand up for what they think and do something about it. We were talking about before on Jersey Shore that we're seeing a lot more cigarette smoking in places um, on TV. Not so great. Not, not great good. at all. And Mad Men is, you know, defined as a cool and hip show. Yeah, not and a good message. Not a good message. And on that, that is your AfterBuzz TV Desperate Housewives news and gossip for the week. Oh, great. There are some good ones yeah. this week. And now, your AfterBuzz TV predictions. <laughs> Getting in the mood for Halloween. So, so, okay, so we went over a couple things during the episode, which we, I mean, during the, our past couple minutes, which I try not to do, but it was hard this episode. I have a lot of predictions. A for lot this of cliffhangers. Season. I know. In the predictions from the episode, we saw Gabby and her daughter, a little drama there. And we also saw a huge fight between Renee and Brie. Oh, yeah. Got well, the way they me. sum it up it is um, past secrets will be revealed, and I'm sure, uh, you know, past secrets always get revealed on this show, but I feel like a lot of things are coming to a head, you know? We Ooh, do yeah. have these... What if Brie finds out whatever it was that happened between Renee and Tom? 
and uses that to get Renee out of the picture. Yeah. Oh, and then doesn't tell Gab... And that doesn't tell Lynette, I mean. That, yeah. That would be really... Because then it ties them all back together again. Oh, that's a good one. You know? Oh. Maybe we should just start writing for the show. Oh, yeah. <laughs> just do our own little spin-off. Okay, great. Perfect. Now, there, there are a lot of things that could go on there, though, but I, I think that's a good one. I also think that uh, probably the Gabby daughter situation won't really show that much next episode. I think we'll see it, but nothing will really happen. I don't think we'll meet anybody new. I think this storyline's going to continue yeah, for a while. Everything. Sarah, you disagree? I still in the in the little clip, the foreshadow. I thought we saw them meeting in some sort of park. Like we saw. I think that she goes to spy on her. Yeah. So we'll see. I think we'll see something, or we'll see her looking at something. I think maybe from behind, we'll see her on a little playground type thing. And I think uh, you can expect Terry Hatcher's character to, re- you know, we saw that there was a poster being put up oh, with right. her. Oh, and, that's uh, going to be funny. Oh, there's... Susan jumping on the poster trying to pull it down. Oh, that's horrible. I, w- I wonder how she found the poster and how many there are of them. Yeah, right? Has uh, it been reproduced? Or why is there a poster? Why are is... they bringing it to the U.S.? Or... Oh, yeah. yeah. Are they oh, making a true. DVD? Oh no, that, that would be so horrible that would for be her. Awful. I don't know what Susan would do, and I wonder if maybe she got a phone call saying, "Oh, I was driving by and yeah. I saw a little, uh, little photograph yeah. of you on the wall or something." But I think that um, more likely up on a bus. I see those on buses all the oh, time. Oh yeah, park bench. With yeah, half, park bench with half naked people and the, um, everything like that. Oh, okay. Well. Well, uh, what sorority event do we have to look forward to this week, girls? What sorority event? I have uh, a jungle-themed party. Ooh! Oh, right. I'm gonna be a cat. I think we have we have a hoedown one night. Oh yeah, that's coming up. <laughs> well, a hoedown and a jungle. <laughs> Producers Kevin Undergaro and Phil Svitek. Engineer Corey Sheehan and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for tuning in to the AfterBuzz TV network. If you have any questions, comments, or would like to host an AfterBuzz show of your own, be sure to buzz us at info at AfterBuzzTV.com or buzz into our Twitter account or Facebook page by searching AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later! later. <laughs> 